Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Struggle Creates Strength. Struggle Creates Strength is a mental health platform exemplifying that everyone has a story. I always say that no two stories are the same, but every story has the potential to help someone else. Now in today's episode, we are joined by somebody that I have known for a very long time, and somebody that's one of my close friends, and that is Jordan Todd. Jordan Todd has definitely seen the inside of a gym, and he has seen the tops of mountains, and he is an adventurist. He is honestly one of the most happy-go-lucky people I've ever met, and somebody who definitely possesses, as they say, nothing but good vibes. He is a man of many traits, and as you'll hear in this episode, he talks a lot about some of those things that he does, but one of the biggest things that I even took from this podcast, and I'll give you a little bit of a sneak peek into the podcast, is that he speaks about how even if you are the happiest that you've ever been and everything is going better than expected, you can still struggle and you can still encounter stress, anxiety, all forms of mental health struggles. And I think that's something that is so important to touch on. And I'm very happy that he touched on that because again, I think it shows that we're human and it shows that no matter how happy you are, there's, there's struggles that'll come your way. And doesn't mean that he wants a different life. It doesn't mean that he's not happy with his life. It just means that although everything can be going your way, there's always things that can step in or creep in and that's life. That's all part of it. But I do hope that you enjoy this episode and I hope that you can really take a lot from it. I know that Jordan, when we spoke, he had nothing, nothing but wisdom to shine on his life obviously and every topic that he touches on so i truly do hope that you can take a lot from this episode and i truly do hope that you can share this episode with somebody or share any of the episodes with somebody because i think and i know that you sharing the podcast you sharing the episodes makes a massive difference in people's lives you have no idea who might be struggling and i say that from the bottom of my heart you have no idea who might be struggling it could very well be the person that sits next to you. It could, be very, it could very well be somebody that lives in your house. It could be anybody. And that's the tough part about mental health and mental health struggles is that we don't know where everyone's mental health is at. We don't know what state of mind everyone's at. And a lot of these struggles can be pushed under, pushed under the rug. And that's how it works. So I do highly encourage people to share the podcast, share the episodes. And now I think it's time that we jump over to the beach and listen to Jordan Todd share his story. Hey Jordan, well, thanks for coming on to the Struggle Create Strength podcast. I'm more than thrilled to have you on, more than thrilled that you're here with us doing this, speaking up about your life essentially and sharing your story with us it's it's pretty incredible to have you here yeah luke i'm super happy to be here man this is uh, this is long overdue i uh, i remember when you brought this whole idea up to me you mentioned it to me i don't know what was that six months ago how long at ago least. whenever it was at least yeah just uh yeah so excited and it's such a cool mission and i'm just really happy to be able to uh, to be a part of it and have a little conversation with you catch up it's been, been a while i know yeah it's been crazy and yeah i think you were honestly one of the first people that i actually reached out to and there's so many reasons behind it. And obviously, I think my biggest reason as to why I wanted to reach out to you, my biggest reason to have you on this podcast is because you were actually somebody, and I don't think I've ever told you this, but you are somebody that's influenced my life 
in more ways than I can count and more ways than I can actually express to you. And the main reason for that was that you were probably one of the first people that I've seen kind of attack social media from such a pure and genuine standpoint. And then also being out in nature and embracing life for exactly what it is. And the way that you do that is remarkable. Like, <laughs> Man, insane. I, I appreciate that. And I'm happy that to, to hear that. That's so cool. And I mean, it was just my own journey, my own struggles that kind of led to it. And um, it's cool that this is something that's kind of been influenced. And it's wild to think that five years ago, we were just sitting there, you know, slapping pucks around, <laughs> feeding each other one-timers, ripping pucks over the net. And now here we are sitting on a beach having a, you know, conversation about mental mm -hmm. health and, uh, and just this life thing that we're all exploring. So mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. And I'm just, yeah, super proud of you and the things that you've done. This is just, it's such a crazy mission. So happy yeah. to be here and happy to jump back <laughs> yeah. into it all. I appreciate that. And no, I, I totally agree. It's so crazy when you, when you can reflect back on some of, some of your past and you can reflect on where we once were. And I was, I mean, on the, on the way here today, I was thinking about that and thinking about where we once were and all those dressing room talks, all the, all the fun things that we got up to. And I mean, also all the hardships that we encountered through hockey and um, kind of, I, I guess maybe that's even a good way to transition yeah. into, into the first little question that I have for you and kind of talk about, how leaving hockey and the choice to kind of step aside from it, how that impacted your life and obviously shaped and shifted it into where it is now. Yeah, no, I think that's cool because you and I, we've never actually talked about this. No. And we both had, I think, similar but different experiences with the game and mm -hmm. with how we left it and, you know, life after and stuff. But we've never actually really talked about it. We never dove mm -hmm. into it. But yeah, hockey was my life for as long as I could remember, you know, 15 plus years of that was everything. Like I was a hockey player and so much of my identity was wrapped up into that. And when that started to end, like it hit me really, really hard, um, really hard. And, you know, it, it got to the point, obviously, where I, I, I quit hockey, like I could have kept playing and I uh, made the choice not to. And especially at that time, like I would have told you I hated hockey. Yeah, I, I learned to hate hockey. Um, the game I dedicated my life to, all of these things was, was something that I, I grew to hate. And that's just, it's such a shame and it's something why I enjoy speaking up about it now and, and talking about my experiences to hopefully have that not happen for more people. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's great to like decide there's other things you want to do, to decide that, you know, you, you want to adventure, you want to explore, you want relationships, travel, whatever it is. But to just fall out of love with something because of how it makes you feel as a person, because it beats you up, that sucks. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what I think, it's, it's avoidable um, mm -hmm. when we kind of start to, to shift and, and kind of change the culture a little bit, which is what I think, you know, conversations like this, this whole platform is all about. Yeah. So, so yeah, my hockey career, it started out, I was, it, yeah, it's kind of like been the, the focal point. That was the first real chapter of my life. And I was a pretty good hockey player at a young age. Like mm -hmm. I was kind of the big fish in the small pond in mm -hmm. a way, um, playing on the west side, like it's only double A and stuff, mm -hmm. but I was always kind of one of the better players. Mm -hmm. And so I, so much of my identity was wrapped up in that. Like every day, like I, I got my value as a human being because I was good at hockey. And after a while, I started moving up the ranks. All of a sudden the pond wasn't so, wasn't so small mm -hmm. that that wasn't the case anymore, you know, mm -hmm. going up and getting cut from teams, uh, playing on the, you know, major midget team, playing junior A, all of these things. Mm -hmm. And I was at the very bottom of the totem pole. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then obviously there's, you know, there's some politics that get involved. Yeah. There's some things that are sometimes <laughs> out of your control, but that doesn't matter. It's, uh, all that matters is I was hanging on so tightly to hockey 
because I had no idea what the hell I was going to do, who, the, who I was mm-hmm. without it. And um, eventually it just came to the point where, yeah, like my last year was so tough on me mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can remember there was like a three-month chunk of time where I swear I probably didn't sleep a night. <laughs> I didn't sleep Jeez. a week. And um, knowing it was coming to an end, but just holding on to it because it's like really scary mm-hmm. about what's coming next. And so it was, uh, yeah, hockey was, it was a fun ride while it was. And, and at this point it was easily the most influential experience of like shaping me into who I am. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I wouldn't change it for the world, but yeah, it was, it was a ride. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. It was a ride. Yeah. I, I mean, I, what I find just so true and what you said there is how you were just so, basically you got your identity through hockey and that's what everyone identified you as. And I think that's how it kind of always seems to happen with hockey players is everyone passes judgment and everyone is the first ones to basically falsify assumptions, if that makes any Mm -hmm. sense. And they just, I think that's, that's where it's so twisted and where it can actually cause great detriment on your mental health and just on your just overall health in general because like you said it it becomes so tough and it wears on you so much and when you walk in public and the first thing that people identify you as is a hockey player that's it kind of again it just devalues yourself Mm -hmm. and you you try to identify as something more than a hockey player something more in life and it's hard because everyone else sees you as a hockey player yeah and, and in those moments, that's all you want. Mm-hmm. You actually want that yeah. because it, like, it provides you with the source of something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and as much as like, you and I were hockey players, like we were athletes in this sense, like, I think this resonates with anyone who dedicates their life to any particular thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like whether you're a student and you put a ton of energy into being smart mm-hmm. or you put, uh, you know, maybe you're an artist or you do different you know, sports or different things like mm-hmm. that. Anyone who puts their kind of self-worth wrapped up in the outcome of any external thing, mm-hmm. like has the potential for this to happen. And I just, you just kind of see it in everyone. Yeah. It's like, if you aren't that, then who are you? Yeah. And that was like the giant question that came to me afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, because I knew I didn't want to be a hockey player. And now yeah. at this point, like when I'm talking to people, I'm getting to know, like usually that's one of the last things I mention is yeah, that like, uh, totally. <laughs> I used to be a hockey player. It's yeah. like, I feel like everyone has some kind of negative, negative story. Yeah. This, uh, this idea of what a hockey player is. And it's, uh, it's just a weird culture because mm-hmm. you want so desperately to fit in with the group of guys, mm-hmm. even though you don't even align with what you're trying to do mm-hmm. and I feel like so much of it because like you and I we weren't having these conversations when we were in the locker room together yeah. but yet we were both feeling it yeah and it just begs the question like how many other guys are feeling it exactly and if someone can just kind of speak up and start that to like break that cycle then like what's possible now yeah who can kind of start to create this new identity that you know will belong to something else now Instead of this like stereotypical tough guy, macho man hockey player <laughs> that uh, the locker room is kind of known for, it's like, what can we create in place of that? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's a cool shift that's just, it's starting to happen um, yeah. within the sports world. And so that was, uh, yeah, it was a big shift for me. Hockey was, it was my greatest love mm-hmm. and, uh, and turned into something that, yeah, really like mentally, emotionally, physically just took its toll on me to the mm-hmm. point where I just couldn't do it anymore. And it was yeah. time, to, time to move on. Yeah, no, definitely. And- I mean, I think more times than not, and I'm sure you can attest to this, there is, geez, there's so many people that are in that dressing room that will 
claim and state on multiple occasions <laughs> that they hate hockey. And like all the time. Yep. Oh, I hate this sport. I hate hockey. I hate <laughs> the game of hockey. I just want to quit. Like I've heard that multiple times, like countless times. And it really sucks because you're obviously like that's at that point, And especially in junior hockey, like mm-hmm. that is your life. Yep. There, there's no, there's nothing else going on. Like that is your life. And that's, again, it, you almost, from knowing, I think for, I will speak on the both, like from <laughs> both or for the both of us, I think knowing what we both know now, it's really sad when you sit there and you drag yourself through something like that, when there's so much more life to be lived. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different possibilities on what you can do to find happiness and what you can do to really maximize the most out of your life. Yeah. And it's, it's just so sad. It is. And it's, and at the same time, I can totally understand and empathize with why people do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, it's crazy. And it seems like the higher you go, like junior hockey, you're playing at a pretty mm-hmm. high level. The more you hear guys talk about how much they hate hockey yeah. and they, they hate the game. And it's uh, because it does become like a job and it's, there's, there's more to it than just playing. But I can speak for myself and probably you as well. Like the thought of leaving is scary as hell. Oh yeah. And it's, um, and that's why like, I, I understand it. It's like, it's, the uncertainty that comes with the other side mm-hmm. is terrifying. Yeah. And that's why it's so easy to cling on to like the safety net of mm-hmm. what you already know compared to taking this leap into the unknown yeah. because that unknown is scary as hell. And yeah. again, I can speak for myself. It was like, I had a really hard, probably solid year, really two years post hockey that were really hard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I can understand why people would be averse to that. But yeah. for me, the thing I was even more terrified of was being 45 years old at the family barbecue talking about the glory <laughs> days and, uh, and everything being downhill from the time I was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, cause it's fun. Junior hockey, like it, it's fun. You mm-hmm. have very little responsibilities, really. Yeah. You show up, you play. Um, if you can put the bullshit aside, it can be a, a really good time, mm-hmm. but, um, but everything else that comes with it, it can just eat you up. And if you yeah. don't move on from it, then uh in an in an intentional way yeah then that does become all you are yeah and you are that you know however old and you're still a hockey player even yeah. though you're not yeah and so it's a it's yeah it's a tough transition definitely i know even for myself before stepping aside i was having conversations with people that were reminiscing so much on their their glory mm-hmm. days and reminiscing back and saying how they they regretted it so much that that they quit hockey early and that they didn't play and when I was making my decision the whole thing in my head was I said to myself that if I'm quitting it's for something bigger than what I'm doing and if I'm leaving this sport that I've known forever it's because I'm going to do something that is going to make me a better person that's going to basically put me ahead in life so I'm not looking back on hockey saying oh, I wish I wouldn't have quit. I'm looking back and saying, thank God I did. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I've transitioned my life in a sense. And it looks like the same thing for yourself. Yeah. Like, and at just... the same time, I had no idea what I was going to do post-hockey. Yeah. It, it wasn't necessarily that I had that knowing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say, like, it's great if you have that. That's a good reason to quit. Mm-hmm. That's a good reason to move on when you know there's something, you're up to something bigger. Mm-hmm. But... I quit simply because I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. Like simply because I was done putting myself through the, the grinder yeah. of the season where I would show up, I 
wasn't valued as a player, which made mm -hmm. me feel like I wasn't valued as a human. Yeah. So I spent my entire life chasing this validation that no longer existed and I was just waiting for it to end. Yeah. And I was waiting for it to drop. So I felt like it was some kind of control because I quit instead of like being forced out. Yeah. That was the only reason. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why when I say like, I think it's great for people to, I think it's great for people to stay and play out their sports, to do the things they love, all of that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great to understand when it's time to walk away. Um, yeah. But hopefully more people, when they do walk away, they can do it on a good note mm -hmm. because of something better. Yeah. compared to leaving because this is so bad yeah. that I just can't take it anymore, sure. which is which is the position I was in where it's like, it, yeah, there was a lot of incredibly anxious days yeah. um, showing up to camp for the team that I was on the year before, not having a spot on the team. Like it was uh, just things that, again, I wasn't that good of a hockey player. Like I worked hard. I learned mm -hmm. a lot of things. That was my role. That was my, my position. But there was yeah. just so many ways that I could have handled it better mm -hmm. knowing what I know now. Yeah. So it's uh, just looking back and hoping to be able to kind of, you know, pass that along a little bit through some of this stuff and just yeah. uh, just talking about it, making it real open. Definitely. Definitely. So. I think it is time that we kind of get off the hockey yeah. talk, though, because you do not identify as a hockey player whatsoever <laughs> anymore. And you identify as a lot of different things. But I think one of the, one of the coolest things... Um, and I, I mean, while playing hockey, you always were a very, very athletic, strong, mm. fit human being. And keep that keep was, going, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Was, I'll just keep pumping you <laughs> yeah. up. But after you did step down from hockey, you have fully, fully immersed yourself in obviously, I'll just say fitness in general mm -hmm. and in all different spectrums and kind of talk about that and like CrossFit, going yeah. into all your like backcountry skiing, yep. ev everything. Like walk us through how this whole journey kind of arose. Yeah, it's been a kind of natural progression. So through hockey, I was fortunate enough to um, meet some really great strength coaches mm -hmm. and uh, you know off ice trainers at a really young age. Like I yeah. started training like hard, training well when I was like 11 years old. Yeah. So I got a pretty good jump on it, which mm -hmm. was quite frankly the reason I made it as far as I did yeah because I was I was able to just be strong be fit and be in shape and I was just better at working out than I was at <laughs> hockey <laughs> and uh a lot of the times I enjoyed it more mm -hmm. so you know I loved the off seasons I loved grinding <laughs> and putting in the work and then it happened just super organically a gym I was training at for hockey was just a one-man operation and basically said hey man like you you know this stuff you seem to be into it um do you want to start coaching here and that's kind of where it took off from there. That was while I was still playing. And as soon as I was done, it was just a position to roll into. So I started yeah. working in the fitness industry. Um, and then it, that's kind of snowballed to where I am today, where I have my hands in a bunch of different baskets mm -hmm. in the, uh, the overall health, uh, the health world and everything. But mm -hmm. um, fitness is another one where it went the same way. And uh, with like, we'll maybe talk a little later about mentally shredded and the stuff yeah, we're doing there. Definitely. But it's, uh, it's something that I dove deep into for the wrong reasons once again, mm -hmm. where as soon as I was done hockey, it's like the natural progression is like, well, I got to get shredded now. Yeah. Like I got to get super <laughs> jacked because if I'm not the athlete now, I at least got to like look the part of the gym guy. Yeah. And, uh, and that was like kind of a big epiphany awakening for me when I, I got this. Like I, I looked the way I thought I should look and stuff mm -hmm. and I still wasn't happy. And, uh, and that's where like, the fitness journey has really evolved into, like you say now, talking all the backcountry yeah. shit and getting around. It's um, after 10 years of beating myself up in a gym, 
it's like I went from living to train to like now I train to live. Yeah. And uh, all of this stuff I do, like it's what fuels my soul, like mm -hmm. getting out there and moving. It's like less about working out and lifting weights and like yeah. how can I express what my body can do. Yeah. And it's just such a cool thing because it's never like a win or a loss. Like yeah. there's no winner in the, when you're going hiking. <laughs> it's a matter of like the vibes and like the feel. Mm -hmm. And uh, in all of that, it doesn't matter how fast you get up and how fast you get down. Mm -hmm. It's about the experience of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just a matter of the stronger we are, the healthier, the more fit, mm -hmm. the more we can express, the more we can explore. And, uh, and that's what it's all about at this point. So it's been, it's been a cool trajectory. Like fitness has always been a part of my life and it always will be, but it's less about maximizing fitness and more about like maximizing life. And yeah. fitness is just a piece of that. So, yeah. so it's been a cool like kind of yeah journey and all of that coming around too. Yeah, that's that's remarkable. I I never really thought about it like that, but basically, you're doing fitness to live, or yeah, I think that's how you word it. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yep. you're just, and I mean that is something that's so powerful in its own because I think so many people have so many people work out or so many people push themselves for the wrong reasons, and it's it's always our what it usually comes down to is body image and and just overall like trying to impress people and you want to you want to have that summer body and you're, <laughs> you're you're looking for it and it's it's great and all and i think obviously you can remain healthy through that but i think when you when you value fitness in a different light and like you said like and i mean that's why we're here today is because mm -hmm. it just like we talked about before this even started the the whole vibe of it all and the vibrations that you even get from being in a place like this and yeah, you know what? The audio might not be as good. And that is totally fine with me. I will pass it up any day to be sitting here to be looking at what we're looking at, filming a podcast that's yep. going to be out to people because that's that's what's powerful. I I don't think I don't think people listen to the podcast for the sound. I mean, I I personally don't, but you never know. Some people have some weird quirk, yep. quirk, quirks. Um, but no, I uh one thing that I do want to talk about though is I want a, a little bit of a story time because I want to ask how this transpired yeah. and it was the night that you spent in an igloo after hiking. <laughs> like how does that sort of stuff come up and come about and what does that actually do for your overall mental health when you can do something like that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that was just a super organic thing. It was uh, two friends that I had and, um, I can't remember who brought it up. One of the two of them, Kirsten or Blair, I can't, can't recall who brought it up. Mm -hmm. um, I she just texted me and she said, hey, do you want to go build an igloo and sleep in it? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> what kind of question is that? Of course. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just kind of a result of having people in my life who are like similar, you know, like-hearted and, and like-minded where, uh, yeah, basically we just, this was mid-February, uh, something <laughs> like that. We... Uh, yeah, strapped her backpacks on with a bunch of, you know, a little bit, some food, some warm clothes and all that, and just snowshoed out into the middle of nowhere and uh, piled up. It wasn't actually an igloo for anyone with the technical terms. It's called a Quincy. Oh, but go. an igloo, just like you can picture an igloo. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, just took our shovels, piled up a giant thing of snow, and, uh, and yeah, you just basically let it sit for like six hours, yeah. dig it out and all that. We, we had a fire, We're just sitting, Unreal. chilling, hanging out. And uh, actually, funny story about that one. So I love to hike. I love to be outdoors, all these things, but yeah. I'm a bit of a paranoid camper in that, you know, when I'm out there, I'm always kind of concerned about the bears yeah. and like, I'm, I'm kind of a little anxious, a little <laughs> yeah. paranoid about it. So that night, um, obviously the joke is like that it's going to collapse on us in the middle of the night. Right. Yeah. And so I'm just, you know, we're sleeping, we're doing whatever. 
and I must have been having a nightmare. Wake up in the middle of the night, literally screaming out loud, gosh, shit, it's collapsing! And give the other two a heart attack. <laughs> they both jump out, like, covering their heads and everything. Oh and, uh, yeah, thinking that it's actually collapsing. So, yes, I'm sorry about that one. But it, uh, it didn't collapse. It uh, yeah, hung out real strong and, and everything. But, but, yeah, no, and just stuff like that. It's, there's a lot of freedom to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's where, again, talking about fitness fitness to me is like it's the ability to say yes to things Mm -hmm. it's the ability to go do stuff like that and i don't have to question whether i can or not yeah it's not a matter matter of can i do this or can i do that it's just do i want to yeah and um in a lot of cases it's like hell yeah i do and uh and so being out there disconnecting um you know disconnecting with like social media with technology Mm -hmm. with the outside world just really allows you like reconnect with yourself Mm-hmm. And like reconnect with like other humans on like a deep level and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's why the last couple years, getting into some more like you know hiking, camping, mm-hmm. backcountry stuff, has just been really really powerful with that. It's like reconnecting with nature mm-hmm. and kind of the way that we were meant to be, and it's uh, it's why I talk now that like I'm so glad my hockey career didn't work yeah. out for all the things that I've gotten to gotten to do since. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's just been a crazy kind of experience to do these things that, yeah, look a little wild on the outside, but they just make for the best experiences. Yeah. Like, that's living. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's how you kind of reach that peak life experiences that I'm chasing, which is really what life's kind of about at this point. Yeah. So. Damn, dude, I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. And I think even just this, like right now, you talking about this gets me excited and gets me excited for all the journeys that I get to do and go on and everything that I get to do in my life. And even like that, like you said, I personally am currently training and working hard and being outside constantly and doing everything just because I want to be able to say like, I can do that. Mm -hmm. I can, I will. If somebody offers it up, it's like, maybe I don't know how to do something, but at least I know that I'll be capable to do it just through effort and practice mm-hmm. and everything like that. And I, I think that's something that's amazing. And um, yeah, I just think taking care of your body is so important. Yeah. And it's, um, but one thing that I do want to take from that little story is you talk about the people that you surround yourself with. And mm-hmm. I think, again, I'm somebody that advocates healthy environments so much and obviously the outside but also all the people that are surrounding you and you've seemed to really really create a good group of people um and have a good group of people around you at all times it seems and how did how did all that kind of come about and what's the importance of those people to you yeah i'm glad you brought that up because i think it's it's cool to kind of link these pieces together of Mm -hmm. my anxious, broken, you know, struggling hockey days to this Mm -hmm. life now where, yeah, I like, I would say like, I'm really happy now. Mm -hmm. Um, Like life overall, like is good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there's some stuff I think we should, we can talk about on that later, but just the connecting piece, because I do have some of the most amazing people in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Incredible. Like the friends I have, the, the circle of people that um, they light me up. They like they allow me to be myself and all this. But mm-hmm. that wasn't the case for a long time, and this is I think maybe one of the most important pieces of my story kind of thing mm-hmm. is the time I spent with basically nobody. Yeah. Because um, in the transition time from hockey leaving to realizing that there's more to it, and kind of that it's cliche, but finding myself type yeah. thing. Um, 
Because when I was playing hockey, I literally had no idea who I was. Yeah. And the example I like to use is like, I couldn't tell you what type of music I liked. Simply because if I'm sitting here with you, Lucas, you ask me what I like, well, I'm immediately thinking, what does Lucas like? Yeah. Well, I want to say that so that he doesn't think I'm dumb. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so that was my life. And when you're around other people, it's difficult to sort that out because there's always the influence of, of others. And so basically, post-hockey, I was in a relationship, a long-term relationship, it was a couple years and stuff like that, and that ended up ending, um, which was another kind of big piece of it because I thought she was the problem. Like, mm -hmm. I'm unhappy because of her. Like, mm -hmm. you know, there's all of these things going on, and it's such bullshit. Mm -hmm. It's such crap. Like, she's like the most amazing human ever, mm -hmm. and I made her wrong for so many things, all this stuff. Like, I wasn't terrible to her or anything, but it's just yeah. there was these, uh, these things that were my responsibility that I was passing blame onto everyone else. Mm -hmm. And eventually, it was taking responsibility for that and figuring it out. But that's a long way to uh, get to ending the relationship, hockey being done not really having this close group of friends, I went, really, it was, about a, it was about a year, like six months for sure, and then about a year where I was pretty much by myself. Mm -hmm. um, like, I had friends, and there, I saw people at the gym and stuff, mm -hmm. but, like, no real meaningful connections, and it, uh, it was really hard. Like, really, really hard. Mm -hmm. um, there was, like, a six-month span where it's, like, that, that was probably the most difficult time of my life, where it's, trying to figure out who, what do I want? Mm -hmm. What do I value? What kind of people do I want to spend time around? Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the most difficult things or pieces that people miss out on is trying to, trying too quickly to fill that void with just other people. Because mm -hmm. um, the one thing that I took from that, um, without trying to like, put myself on a high horse here, I was just lucky to have a, basically a good mentor walk me through this. Mm -hmm. um, who actually I just want to give a shout out to real quick because all of this, all of, all of this, I'm going on a bit of a rant here, is uh, a lot of this is like it's not possible without my mentors and stuff. Like Pam yeah. Raider, I want to give just a giant shout out to mm -hmm. because uh, she's she, you helped me shape into this person I am today. But, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I am my own best friend at this point. So when you say it's great, to have, you need other people. Mm -hmm. I think before anything, you just need to be like happy by yourself. Totally agree. And because uh, I spent basically five years or so from 16 to 21 in two different relationships that just, mm -hmm. there was not a lot of time officially between them and stuff. There, yeah. It was, um, it, uh, I was never, I would never really spent and sat by myself. And then I did that for a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, now at this point, it's like everyone else is like adding to something that's already whole. Yeah. compared to searching for something else that's like going to fill a void. Yeah. And, and that's where I'd say is like the biggest thing because once you are whole, once you do have that kind of a little bit of certainty and confidence in where you are, other people, they're just going to come. Mm -hmm. Like you put out an energy of something, the right people just find their way into your life. Exactly. It's, uh, it, it's, it's not a matter of like needing to go find and search and whatever. They're just going to show up. Mm -hmm. when the time's right when things are there and before you know it you have this circle of like the most amazing people yeah. and uh and that's basically where i'm at today is like the people you surround yourself with are such a huge impact on on your life mm -hmm. it's uh, it's wild because sometimes i forget that my circle isn't what the rest of the world is like <laughs> yeah. i'm like sheltered in this bubble of like just these amazing humans mm -hmm. and uh it just like blows my mind of like wow everyone doesn't have that like mm -hmm. this isn't the normal out there but no i'm very very lucky with the people i have in my life so yeah. environments are huge for sure yeah yeah that's no that's, yeah. That, that is 
Yeah. That's incredible. Do people normally rant and go on tangents like this? Um, well, I feel like I'm ranting I'm a little bit. No, <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, sometimes I don't talk for like 30 to 45 <laughs> minutes. I just sit there. Yeah. Um, no, but I think, again, that's so much power in that. And that, like you said, and this is something I've actually posted about before is becoming your own best friend. And that's something personally, like to talk about my own story a little bit, but I had to do that and I didn't understand, I didn't even know how it would happen. I didn't even know what to do to make it happen. I just kind of, again, I really spent a lot of time by myself mm -hmm. and started figuring myself out and started pushing myself, started, started to really develop myself in so many different, so many different categories and eventually you kind of just, you do, you get to that point, you kind of hit that breaking point and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I really enjoy spending time by myself. And, and then it's, you kind of just, you make yourself laugh. You make your, you talk yeah. to yourself all the time. It sounds really crazy, but <laughs> there's, there's so much power in that. And I, I even think then, um, especially when you get into relationships and doing all that stuff, I think if you are your own best friend and you really value yourself, the people that come into your life and for some of those people that leave your life, you're not going to be as impacted and the people that come in you're gonna it's gonna enhance your life so much and the people that leave you just kind of know it's meant to be and mm -hmm. you're still solid it's yeah. not really taking anything away from you because you're so solid yourself yeah and it doesn't mean that it doesn't suck no exactly <laughs> yeah it still sucks a lot yes. and there's still times when it's like man this would be way better with like a friend here and yeah. stuff but there's just like a solidarity that comes with yeah. it where it's like it goes from being the codependent where like I need you yeah. to just like I want you. Yeah. And exactly. and that's kind of the the magic spot that comes with it. Mm -hmm. And um yeah, like have you done like lots of just stuff by yourself? So you go on like little trips or just so little much. like anything yeah. like that? So much yep. all the time. <laughs> yeah. And and that's where again like the nature stuff. I remember there was one trip that kind of uh that kind of did it for me actually. Yeah. I it made me realize like I could do stuff by myself and have fun. Like what the hell? Um I went on just a hike in Revelstoke. Just, it's, uh, it was like, an, it was like a, I don't know, 25 kilometer hike in the middle yeah. of nowhere, just by myself. And I was like, wow, this is fun still. Yeah. Holy shit. And, um, and that was, yeah, kind of like the difference makers. So yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, for anyone listening, like if there's things you want to do and you can't find someone to do it with, take yourself on a date, yeah. go do it, make it Honestly. happen. And yeah, there's a lot out there for it. Yeah. I actually heard, I wouldn't necessarily call it a quote, but just, there's one, I think it might've been a podcast that I was listening to and somebody was really talking about how, how, um, how to obviously one, step outside of your comfort zone and two, appreciate yourself and show yourself love and how to really find yourself. And they said one of the most powerful things that you could ever do is take yourself on a date. And, they, and it's like a full on date, like go out to a nice restaurant, sit down by yourself, buy your buy yourself whatever you want just go on a date by yourself maybe go to a movie after and they said like it's gonna be super weird very uncomfortable but at the end of it you're gonna realize that you can do things by yourself and nobody's actually gonna be looking at you pointing fingers and in reality it's like if you can really find that love for yourself you're gonna be so much better off mm -hmm. yeah and there's again like it all comes that i think it all kind of comes down to power within that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is incredible what can, what can be accomplished when you find that, 
that self-love yeah i think yeah because yeah basically like i sabotaged all my old relationships simply because i i didn't have that yeah like i say i was making them wrong for all this shit yeah when in reality i didn't know what i wanted <laughs> i didn't know what i was doing like it's um i just knew it's like i don't know what i want but it's not this and that's your fault <laughs> and it's like that's terrible it um and yeah there's so much in it when you can kind of yeah. just uh just start to, to enjoy the little things and enjoy Definitely. where you're already at right now mm -hmm. absolutely I, I do want to ask you something though, and yep. obviously this is one of the, the bigger questions that I have for you, and it's about mentally shredded. Yeah. So mentally shredded, I am, I'm so intrigued by it, and I think so many other people will be, and the name itself I think says so much. And I mean, when people look at you, they're like, holy shit, that guy is shredded. <laughs> But they don't necessarily, they might not think, wow, that guy's mentally shredded. So explain it. <laughs> yeah, explain yeah. Explain mentally shredded so for everyone. Mentally shredded is a clothing brand that uh, two friends and I started. If I knew we were on video, I would have worn my shirt. <laughs> I got my, my sticker here for anybody who's here looking. But um, no, it's a clothing brand. And basically, what it's for, mentally shredded is about, um, it's for those who want to work as much on their mindset as much as, as much as they do their body. Yeah. It's for, it's about bringing personal development and mental health to the fitness space. Mm -hmm. And so, like I talked about that, uh, that I spent a lot of time in the gym trying to reach my physical potential, mm -hmm. like maxing that out and, you know, getting this physically shredded look and all these things and realizing like, holy shit, I'm still not happy. Mm -hmm. Like what's going on? And um, it started just as a joke. My friend Jess threw out, we were talking about New Year's resolutions a couple years ago. And we were just like, well, do we want to get shredded? Like, what do we want to do? And we're like, not really. It doesn't really, we don't, I don't really care if I squat a number or anything. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, honestly, I just want to get mentally shredded this year. And then it went from there. And now it's, uh, sure. now it's actually a thing. But it's, uh, yeah, it's just about that idea of working on yourself, mm -hmm. figuring out what matters to you. And then putting intentional effort towards, towards doing that. Mm -hmm. Because we all know like to work in the, you know, hard in the gym, or to, you know, make your, to work on your physical body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can work hard in the gym. You can eat right. You can do this stuff. But if you're not taking care of what's between the ears, it, um, that really matters. Yeah. And, and that's what it's all about because like I've spent a lot of time looking really good and feeling really bad mm -hmm. and it just, you realize it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so, so that's, what it's all about is the personal development, the mindset, the, mm -hmm. uh, the, the becoming the type of person who does the things you want to do, yeah. um, as opposed to just this guy who maybe looks good or you know he's really strong or something mm -hmm. and secretly is super insecure about it all and it's driven from this you know negative mindset this scarcity place so mm -hmm. it's uh yeah like i said personal development of the fitness world people who yeah. want to work hard on their body let's work hard on our minds and let's uh, awesome. let's make it happen there too i love it yeah. and what's the company that you've been associated with or working with i I'm, i cannot recall yeah. the name yeah but what is Explain that. Yeah, 023 Holistic Systems. Yes. Yeah, so 023 Holistic Systems. This is my, uh, this is kind of the culmination of my work to this point. Yep. Um, my main work at, at the moment is, is, through the, is through this company. And our whole mission is to lead the fitness industry back to health, yeah. um, to true health. Yeah. And what we do is we help people, you know, finally look and feel as good as they deserve mm -hmm. by redesigning the other 23 hours of the day. Yeah. So that's why, like, I, I have my, like I said, I have my hands in a few baskets. Um, yeah. But uh, this is my, my main kind of pride and joy that I put my, mm -hmm. my effort into. And so uh, my, my boss, Brian, the, the founder of 023, we, he, um, well, him and you know, the couple of senior coaches and now all of our coaches working with us, we've all just been in the fitness industry for a long time, realizing that same thing. You can work really hard in the gym, but mm -hmm. if you don't 
master or don't figure out the other 23 hours yeah you know you're in the gym for one hour the other 23 hours then nothing really matters again you're not going to get the results you want yeah and um and so our main premises are around food sleep movement mindset and mm -hmm. aligning it in a really holistic lens and uh and to optimize the, the four bodies of physical mental emotional spiritual mm -hmm. and uh and like it's just really about true thriving Mm -hmm. and you know optimizing our lives and not just living in this chronic blah state mm -hmm. where you're just kind of getting through and getting by it's like how can we thrive yeah how can we you know maximize what our lives are capable of mm -hmm. um which is what we're all kind of chasing and trying yeah. to bring that to the, the fitness world again so mm -hmm. yeah it's some, some pretty fun work really yeah. awesome team no really seems, awesome team yeah it seems yeah. like it i mean it seems like you're you really are killing it <laughs> like that's i think that's a great way to put it is that you're killing it, but you're also, you just seem like you're happy and you're living life. And I think that's something that's, that's very powerful to see from my, like for myself anyways. And I think it, it motivates me. That's for sure. Yeah, I, 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 I appreciate that. And I think it's, this is one thing that I, again, coming on and talking about my story and one thing I wanted to, to talk about in this, because, mm -hmm. um, I technically, what do I got? I have kind of four things going on. I have yeah. O two three mentally shredded, um, yeah. I teach yoga through shift power yoga yep. and then I work with the West Kona Warriors. I'm the strength and yep. conditioning coach for them. So I have a lot on the go and it's awesome. I love all of it. Mm -hmm. It's all like, it lights me up for the mission I'm on, for the things that I'm able to do. And yet I would say at least 40% of the time, I feel like I'm like living in a burning building. Like... <laughs> It, it's okay. at least 40% of the time. I wouldn't say half, but like close. Yeah. Where it's like, it feels like everything is crashing on me. Like I can't do this. There's way too much going on. Mm -hmm. This constant, like, you know, it, it is an anxiety type feeling. Yeah. Um, and so when I say I'm happy, when I say like, I love my life, that doesn't mean it's sunshine and rainbows every day. 100%. And I think that's the thing. It's taken me some time to realize and I think I'm just kind of starting to come to terms with it because mm -hmm. you know the old saying of like love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life like that's kind of bullshit mm -hmm. it's um there's still so many stresses that go on in my life yeah. um with the things I'm pushing in the new le like limits that I'm trying to put uh, to surpass mm -hmm. every single time I have doubt mm -hmm. it's like can I do this am I qualified to do this who the hell am I mm -hmm. and yet I just keep having people support me and you know mo moving myself forward anyway and so, like I say, like, I love what I do and it's still hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's still, um, there's still a lot of things that go on within that, that aren't just rocket fuel 24 yeah. seven. And, uh, and I think that's kind of just what happiness is and what I'm starting to, again, see more about that. It's less about feeling like everything's easy and like mm -hmm. everything's rosy and perfect right now. Mm -hmm. And more about this belief that I'm maximizing my potential Mm -hmm. that I'm fulfilling myself and that there will be good moments on the other side of this. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of that optimism that like something good is always about to happen, mm -hmm. even if it's not right now. Like what I'm doing right this second, whatever is, is challenging. Yeah. And, um, and that's a good thing because this is going to bring me to where I want to go. Exactly. So it's, uh, it's, it's less about chasing like the comfort because comfort feels good. <laughs> like a lot of the time, like happiness and stuff comes like comfort is nice. Mm -hmm but it's that fulfillment that's on the other side of doing something hard. Yeah. And like, that's what I'm chasing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's where kind of like the real life happens. That's what yeah. I've, uh, you know, it's going for like a little five minute hike. Doesn't feel the same as going for a four hour hike. Yeah. You know, th there's reward at the end of the struggle. And yeah. so 
is uh, as much as, yeah, I've been very, very fortunate to have all of these opportunities kind of fall in my lap. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't applied for a job in years. It's mm -hmm. just working hard, being a nice person, mm -hmm. and uh, allowing things to happen. Because I never would have imagined this is where I am. Yeah. But it's just kind of surrendering to the process and, and showing mm -hmm. up day in and day out and eating, eating a lot of shit. Yeah. A lot of things where it's like, you know, not making any money, working really hard, not yes. getting like a whole lot of success. And eventually it kind of starts to come, you know, just in cycles and stuff. Yeah. So, so, yeah, a lot going on. And overall, it's, it's great. And like I say, that's, that doesn't mean every second of every day is perfect. Mm -hmm. That's just unrealistic. Yeah. I think, I think so many people are going to resonate with that because I do. Like, so much. <laughs> like, so much. And that's even something that I always try to say is struggle creates strength is my, my holy grail, my passion, and it's who I am. And that is like, hands down, it is the best thing that's ever happened to me in my whole life. But with that being said, there's every single day I encounter insane amounts of stress because you're trying to manage things. You're trying to make it all work. You're trying to make it happen. And obviously you're very similar to myself in the sense of, I want things to be better than good. Like you want it to be the best that it can possibly be. And you want to push yourself to make it the best it can possibly be, which usually means pushing things around, cramming things in, like trying to do everything in your will to make it happen. And that I think is where the, the burning building comes into play is because as great as it all is, it constantly feels like things are dragging you down or falling on top of you. <laughs> like that's how it feels, but it's, it's great. And you, like, you have to love it. And I think, I think that's something, again, where even, like, I'm going to use mentally shredded. Yeah. Like, being mentally shredded comes into play so much because if you're not, then you will let it fully consume mm -hmm. you and you won't maybe find or won't continue to pursue those passions that you have. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's where, like, again, to use mentally shredded as kind of a thing, mm -hmm. mentally shredded is, isn't really something you are. Like, it's not necessarily something you can just be and you have it and it's done. Mm -hmm. It's something you practice. Mm -hmm. Like, you can practice being mentally shredded because sometimes this shit consumes me. Like, mm -hmm. probably once a week, I, like, lay on my floor and just be like, oh, shit, I got to do this again. <laughs> and then you get up and then you do it. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's something about just making the decision every day to commit to it. Because mm -hmm. there's days you fall off. There's weeks you fall off. There's months yeah. that go by where you don't move in the direction you want to go. Mm -hmm. But at any moment, any moment, you can kind of make a decision and choose to do that. And that's where like, you know, you with struggle, create strength and me with a couple of these things. Mm -hmm. It's the knowing that we're choosing this. Yeah. You know, we're choosing this, this stress. Yeah. Um, at any moment, we could stop. Mm -hmm. The world's not going to end. Yeah. It's going to go on. But this is what we want. Yeah. And, you know, we choose that stress. We have control over these things in our lives. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and it's just kind of yeah, powerful and like remembering and knowing that. Yeah. And then, like you say, practicing these things to keep showing up and to keep making it happen one way or another. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like when, you, when you're clear on what you want, not just what you don't want, when you're clear on what you do want, mm -hmm. it, uh, it makes that stress, stress worth it. It makes it yeah. way easier. For sure. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, a couple little things before yeah, we do let's wrap go. it up. So if, what would be your biggest overall tip of advice for somebody that is struggling struggling mentally or will go through any form of struggle in their life <laughs> mm. 
one I would say is what I think this whole podcast is about is don't be afraid to talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, don't be afraid to seek help. Um, like I mentioned, that was what changed my life. Yeah. Is in the very bottom of things, I reached out to someone who, uh, Pam Rader, who I was fortunate enough to be connected with through my hockey days, mm -hmm. um, just reached out and said, hey, I'm kind of struggling, Can, like thinking that she was going to give me like a tip or two yeah. and like help me with my shit and, yeah. and, and all that. And turns out she transformed my life and yeah. now I work for her and now I get yeah. like all these things that have come from it. But just don't, yeah, don't be afraid to just ask for help, just mm -hmm. to talk about it, to put it out there. Um, because even in just sharing it um, can, you know, be so transformational. Yeah. And then the one big thing that I really try and live my life by at this point is that like there is no right way to do things. Mm -hmm. There's only a way that feels right. Yeah. And in that, I think we can get really caught up in like, it sh like thinking it should be this way. Um, it should be like that. Mm -hmm. And when you can give that up, it just takes all the pressure off. Yeah. Um, and in saying that, like giving advice for anything like this is something I tend to try and steer away from just because it's so hard. Like everyone yeah. is different. Um, totally. I guess it would be, if anything, just know that you can get through it like mm -hmm. there is light on the other side and if you just yeah. work hard and be a nice person like everything always works out yeah it, it really does and Definitely. and that's something that i try and kind of live by and, and live my life by as, as often as i can yeah and do you have any do you have like a quote or a saying or anything that might have shaped or shifted your life in any which way well that one that i actually just threw out of um, there's no right way to do thing. There's no right way to do anything, just a way that feels right. Yeah. Um, because it's just, it's, it's driving that intuition. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've been so fortunate to learn through O2-3 and my, you know, uh, colleagues and my, my coaches that I work with mm -hmm. is to just experience things. Yeah. Um, there is no, there's no way to, um, replace your own experience mm -hmm. it's uh you know you can listen to all the podcasts you can read all the books and watch other people do things but until you just go try it mm -hmm. nothing's going to change yeah. you know these insights are great but the purpose of an insight is to create new action mm -hmm. and that new action is what will change your life yeah and so yeah, ultimately, it's just, uh, I kind of forget the question. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, no, but, it's good. <laughs> but, no, uh, that's a lot of yeah. Oh, yeah, that's where, that, anyways, yeah, no, it's, um, it's just listening to your intuition. Yeah. And, um, because we know what's right. Yeah. Like, we do. Yeah. And um, when you listen to that, it'll guide you in the right way. And sometimes it'll guide you wrong. Mm -hmm. But as opposed to it being right or wrong, it's just, did this serve me towards where I want to go or did it not? It's like, I want to go to this place. Well, did it move me there or did it not? Mm -hmm. It's just feedback. If it mm -hmm. didn't, then like, okay, how can I do it differently to move that way next time? Mm -hmm. and, um, and that's where, yeah, when you can just tune into what feels right compared to trying to do what you think someone else will like, what you think someone should do, and just like, yeah, really tune into that. Mm -hmm. um, makes life way easier, I'll tell mm -hmm. you. Um, you can think a lot less yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and stress a lot less yeah. um, and just like be more. And just yeah. let yourself kind of let yourself kind of live into that. So that's uh, that's one that I, yeah, I tell myself all the time. Um, you know, the universe is conspiring to make me happy. Mm -hmm. Everything is always working out for me, and I'm always exactly yeah. where I'm supposed to be. Love and uh, yeah, there's a lot of times where that doesn't feel like the case. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of I guess the one thing to just put on put a, a bow on all of this is it's easy to look at this, and I think uh, you know for you and myself where we are like energetic, mm -hmm. like positive, happy people to think like life must be like that all the time. Yeah. And, um, 
And it's not. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not the expectation that this is what it's like at all times. Yeah. It's just a matter of choosing that this is the type of person I want to be. So even in the yeah. hard times, I'm going to recommit to that. Yeah. I'm going to take steps towards it. And I'm going to feel the sadness. Yeah. You know, I've had some shit in my personal life the last couple weeks, the last couple months, yeah. where it's like, it's hard. And I get sad. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I feel down. Yeah. I embrace it. And then you move through. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's giving up the expectation that it should be rosy and, and, yeah. and all this all the time. And just be real. Definitely. Just be you and lean love into it. that. So Absolutely love yeah. it. And where could people reach out to you find you where where could they yeah where could they have a conversation with jordan Todd? yeah yeah well i'll plug a couple things i'll plug a couple things me personally is uh i would love for anyone to to reach out or just chat or connect with me on on instagram that's my my most uh active platform it's just jordan todd without the vowels so j-r-d-n-t-d-d um, I'm sure we can put it in the show notes or yeah, can, you can tag absolutely. me or something, but, um, yeah, Jordan Todd, definitely reach out, send me a message. I'd love to chat about all kinds of things. Um, mainly I just post about kind of my adventures, about my thoughts, about the things I'm doing and, um, and, and just kind of talk about all that. I'd love to have a conversation, um, about any of this stuff that's, that's going on. Um, as well as I'll just plug all of my, my things as well. Absolutely. Uh, mentally shredded is just mentally shredded on Instagram. Yeah. Check it out. Give it a follow. And then 023 holistic systems, just 023 underscore holistic underscore systems. Um, awesome. for anyone looking to, uh, to maximize their lives, look to, to optimize and really kind of learn to thrive. This mm -hmm. is where the culmination of my thoughts, my, my beliefs, the things that have shaped me into this is what I'm pouring into all of these outlets. And so it. it's, uh, it's something I'm passionate about and excited to, to have a platform to talk and share about it. So absolutely. That is fantastic. And honestly, I just, I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast today and joining me beachside in beautiful Kelowna, British Columbia. It was, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I mean, we were supposed to do it at the top of a mountain, but that was, that's okay. I kind of ruined that one. That's For anyone who, who doesn't know, I kind of blew up my ankle like a week ago. So <laughs> wasn't climbing a mountain today. Yeah. I kind of ruined that one. Yeah. But um, no, it doesn't get much better. I appreciate you, Lucas, creating this platform, giving the opportunity to share and uh, happy to have it. Happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Right on. Thanks for having me, Luke. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Struggle Creates Strength. I hope everyone enjoyed Jordan's story and I hope you enjoyed being on the beach with us. It was a heck of a filming. I loved it. He loved it. It was... It was so awesome and anytime that you get to be outside and filming, it's so much cooler and it's so different and that's ultimately why I've chosen to film podcasts outside, film outside of this at home studio is because I believe that being different is, is, is what we should do and I don't think that we should limit ourselves to being stuck in one spot or in one studio and don't get me wrong, I think it's great when people have studios, but for myself, I do see myself as different. And as Jordan does as well, he sees himself as an adventurous, somebody that loves to be outdoors and on the go. And I figured that this podcast filming was so fitting for the type of person that he is. And I hope that you enjoy these outside episodes and I hope you enjoy the kind of the different podcasts, different podcast settings. I think it's always cool, it's always unique and I want to keep it going and I'm going to keep it going. So bear with me through this whole entire process. But if you do want to reach out to me or potentially come on the podcast, you're more than welcome to at Struggle Create Strength on both Instagram and Facebook. You can also reach me on my website at strugglecreatestrength.com. All podcasts are posted on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and additional posts are posted on Instagram as well. Now again, I do have to 
Highly encourage people to share the podcast, share the episodes with people, tag Struggle Create Strength, or just share it by word of mouth. Ultimately, that is what makes a very impactful difference in people's lives is when you can share these podcasts. And trust me, I get some incredible, incredible messages from people that tell me about these stories and tell me about them sharing the podcast with other people and how it's helped other people. And I'm so humbled by that. But ultimately, what I see best in that case scenario is that these people are getting help and some of you are getting help and that's what's important. So again, I highly encourage you to share the podcast, share the episodes. And for those of you that are and continue to, I thank you. With all my heart, I thank you. Now that wraps up this week's episode and we will see you next Monday for another episode of Mindset Mondays. Thank you so much. And just remember that everyone has a story.